Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Become Fire podcast. Woohoo! We did it! We did indeed. And I have a question for you. We didn't really do anything. Yeah, are you ready for this? Oh, there it is. I was like, ooh, what question? I'm so excited. The question's going to be first instead of last this time, but. Are you ready for this? That's the question. Because we are here. We did it. Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And because the Holy Spirit has come on this Pentecost, we're going to speak today, Father Peter Teresa, Father Anthony. Mm-hmm. about how to live a life in the Spirit. Ooh. Oh, boy. It's a tall task. Let's see, <laughs> let's see if we're up to it. I sure hope so. That would be that would be quite sad <laughs> if we totally failed this podcast. It would just show that we're sinful humans in need of conversion and repentance. That's all. You're right. You're right. So just love us. But we're going to talk about life in the Holy Spirit today. Amen. <clears throat> um, and in particular... We're going to talk about just some of our personal experiences, just our personal experiences with the Lord. And so, you know, oftentimes um, we can, you know, maybe get too much in our heads, maybe yes. talk about things in a way where it's it kind of just out there. But but we do have to kind of bring it to to the way in which the Lord has worked in our own lives. And there is power in testimony and witness. Mm-hmm. Um, so our hopes today is to encourage you, is to share with you and um, maybe even to help you to remember times in the Holy Spirit when our Lord has come and, and worked powerfully within your own life. Amen. Amen. So, um, Father Anthony, first, I, I suppose it would be appropriate. Um, what do we mean by life in the Holy Spirit? You know, what is it that we're, we're trying to say here? Is this, you know, and this is, you know, if you if you are familiar with scriptures, there's a wonderful scripture in Romans 8 that you can read uh, after this, where St. Paul talks about this a little bit. But what do we mean by life in the Holy Spirit, Father? That's a really good question. Um, our, our Christian lives are, are not ones in which we make a one-time decision and then kind of move mm-hmm. on with the rest of our day, the rest of our life. Um, it's not, oh, I got baptized and now I'm okay. Oh, I, I did, I got my confirmation, you know, now I'm an adult in the faith and now I can just go do what I want to do. If I only. can go. I can, <laughs> it was only that easy. It was only that. <laughs> but, you know, I just go and now my focus is my work or my focus is, yeah. you know, whatever else. Um, I, it, even, even family, oh, my focus is my family, which is a good thing to focus on. But at the end of the day, it's not enough that, that we are called, uh, our baptism actually puts a call in our lives to live a life in the spirit, to live a life in which we are guided by the Holy Spirit, in which we are not being ruled by, as St. Paul says, the world, the flesh, and the devil. Mm. Um, that these are our powers that want to rule us. The world and all of its desires, it wants to rule us, that we give ourselves over to the world. The flesh, our own flesh loves when we give in to the flesh. Yeah. Um, and this is a big part of that Romans chapter eight, you know, the spirit and the flesh. And then the devil, the devil obviously wants us in hell. Um, he's using any means necessary to make it happen. And, and so 
the the world, the flesh, and the devil are on the attack, and and, and we can easily give in to the, to their attack. When we live a life in the spirit, we say no to these temptations to give in to what the world wants, to give in to what our own flesh wants, to give in what, what the, the devil wants. Um, and as these are, um, especially when what our flesh wants or what the world wants, as opposed to what God wants. And instead, we say, "I'm going to follow the Holy Spirit." And so it's a life in which we're following the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit in what we do, both in the big picture, our vocation, and even in the day to day activities. Yeah, I know we're so we're not going to try to get like abstract and theological, but here I go. So, Father, <laughs> you can cut him off. You're the MC. Yeah, yeah. I know. Sure. I'm going to see where this goes first. So, uh, <laughs> so we're not. <laughs> I feel like I have to really come through. Right now. I'm going to get the going to get the act. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. So we're not animals. We're not. We don't just live off of instinct. Um, that that we are spiritual beings. That that we have a body. Uh, but we also have a soul, we have a spirit. And so uh, we don't just live off of, we're not just material beings that, that, that we have a spiritual component to our lives. And so we feel this uh, all the time, you know, uh, whether it is, you know, like Father Anthony's talking about, you know, giving into our, our desires and, and, and our fleshly desires and things like that. And we, but we recognize there's something that says, well, well, I shouldn't do that all the time. Um, and that is our, the spiritual aspect of us, our, our, our intellect, our, our, our will, our understanding, our memory, informing us, helping us to move us. And so we need the Holy Spirit then to just pervade every aspect of us, to pervade our minds, to pervade our understandings, to pervade our will, to pervade our passions, to then bring them under the dominion of the Holy Spirit, to bring them under the dominion of Jesus Christ, to bring them under the dominion of the Father that, that as St. Paul talks about, to, to take every thought captive, to be renewed by the, uh, the transformation of our minds so that, so that we might then just be free where the, the freedom, uh, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So then we're free to love. Um, we're not selfish. We're not just ruled by our passions. We're not just ruled by our desires. We're not ruled like an animal. Uh, and so we need to live a life in the Spirit to, to be really human, to really be sons and daughters of God. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, that, that even what you were saying reminds me of our podcast last week. And that was kind of what you know, that's what Our Lady kind of imbibed, mm. you know, that she really just was so full of the Holy Spirit that he just, her whole life was given over to him. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think it would be uh, great. And, and I think that, um, you know, we all have different experiences with this in our life and the way that the Lord has worked with us. But maybe Father Anthony, what was your first encounter with the Holy Spirit? And how did that change you? You know, were there things maybe, and you know, obviously as we, as we live this life, there might be things that we see, you know, pretty quickly. There's obviously things that, that our whole lives are going to be working through with the Lord, but what was your first experience? How did that change you? Um, I had the privilege of having a great Catholic family, great Catholic parent parents, and and they were actually very involved in the charismatic renewal. They were got mm-hmm. involved in the very early days of it. My grandfather had been involved in it, kind of when it first came to Dallas, first got started. My mom, when she was um, in high school, uh, college, uh, started getting involved in it, and then um, brought my dad into it. So there's this uh, through my uncle who got involved in it. So from the time I was a little kid, we were going to not only mass on Sunday mornings, but these uh, prayer meetings in the afternoon. Um, and, and I can't remember a specific moment. I'll get into a specific moment next. I'm just going to say the general. I do remember at some of those times of praise and worship, some of those worship songs, really I'm sensing a great peace. Um, 
And uh, it was always, so they would have a lot of music, they'd have like a talk or like people talking, et cetera. But my mom, I couldn't like start like drawing and other such things or play, like playing with, with toys um, until after the music had stopped. Like I had to stand or sit and like participate in the worship. So praise God for my mom. Uh, and, uh, and, and then after that was over, while the people were talking, I could sit, I could draw or I could, you know, play games with my cousin or whatever, mm -hmm. like, whatever game we were playing. You had to worship God. But they had to worship. Yeah. Now I do That's remember, awesome. I mean, some of the, um, there's certain songs that still really touch my heart. If, if, if like ascribe to the Lord, you know, uh, that one or, or shout to the Lord. Um, and these, uh, these beautiful uh, hymns that really spoke to my heart. And I, so I remember that piece. Um, the first time I actually can recall, like, man, that was the Holy Spirit, um, was uh, just the first time I was in, it was an eighth grade retreat. I was in, I was in June, no, I'm at seventh grade. I think it was in seventh grade. I was uh, in doing a retreat um, and they had brought in a group from like Arkansas to put on our junior high retreat. Um, and, uh, and I remember they were, they were, they did these skits as a part of it. Um, and, and, you know, after one of the skits, this lady gave a talk and I remember even some of the testimonies about like one guy had been abused by his own dad mm -hmm. and, and talked about how like basically how the Lord had saved him from all that, um, anger he had experienced in his life. So I remember it very impactful. I remember at one point, just this opportunity to just kind of give your hearts over to the Lord and experience to pray. I remember somebody coming over and just, you know, um, praying with me and leading me in a prayer and um, to, to pray for, for Jesus to come into my heart. And I remember, I, it's one of those moments that still sticks to me, you know? I, I'm not a Protestant, I don't believe in once saved, always saved, um, but at the same time, like when I was kind of that decision of like, yes, I want Jesus in my heart, mm -hmm. it, it's had an impact. Yeah. I still remember the moment. I still remember the peace that came upon me. I still remember that, um, that presence uh, of God. And, uh, and, and from that, I, I just, now I didn't always, you know, do the right thing, I, not having lived a sin-free life from that moment. But I still remember that that impactful moment in my life. It's that I knew God was real, and I always I never doubted that. I always went to church on Sunday or tried to go to church on Sunday because mm -hmm. it was like I always knew God was real. He was present in the Eucharist, and like the Holy Spirit was in my soul. You know, I started to get another moment. I'm, I'll not be done after this, but a confirmation. I remember my confirmation as well. Mm. I remember the bishop laying hands on me. I was in eighth grade. I remember that being extremely impactful and being like, wow. Like even, I still remember actually laying in bed afterwards, like opening my presence. And like, I got some book on the Holy Spirit and been like, I remember giving my, my consecrating myself to the Holy Spirit at that moment. Oh and be like, God, wow, like sure. Holy Spirit, like I, I, I give myself over to you. Like something happened at confirmation. Like I experienced something, I know you're real. And I give, like I give my life. Mm -hmm. oh, Cause I actually remember this place. I was like, I was like, everybody like talks about the father. Everybody talks about Jesus. Like, I don't know much about the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like, I don't think anybody like dedicates to the Holy Spirit. So I was like, I'm dedicating myself to the Holy Spirit. Like, and I said that it was like, oh, my friends care the Holy Spirit. Like it was different. Like, okay, mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. Like, I see what you're doing here. I don't know what you're doing, but I see like you took that promise. And that was not, that was not a vain prayer as a little eighth grade kid after his confirmation. Yeah. So these moments have had huge impacts on my life. So it's, it's a hard question, like the first time, and uh, you know we encountered the Holy Spirit. I, I'll I'll kind of can I I'll, I'm going to give two. I'm going to give two. Yeah, why not? Okay, great. I gave three. So. <laughs> he doesn't ever listen to me anyway. <laughs> so I remember I, I I didn't I don't think I would have said of oh, this is the Holy Spirit, but looking back on it, um, I know that it is now. But I went to Catholic grade school and. I think I was in second grade and it was during Lent 
And we all took like time just praying in the church one Friday. And I don't remember if the Blessed Sacrament was exposed or not. But I, I remember really earnestly praying. Uh, like really, really praying and really like talking to God about things and and, and making these petitions and, and looking back that they were um, they weren't like theologically right, correct prayers, yeah. but they were really earnest and they were very innocent and they were very, very heartfelt and they were uh, obviously coming from a very deep place that that obviously is the Holy Spirit. And so I think that was, and I still remember that moment of prayer for some reason. Uh, so I, I, I feel like the Holy Spirit was really kind of operating and, and, and I was encountering him and, and, and he was doing something in, in, in me. And then also I had the, the, the joy in junior high of going to a summer camp, Camp Zacchaeus, uh, 7th, 8th, ninth grade as a camper. And I think we can sometimes maybe speak a little pejoratively about just like camp and coming back from camp and being on that like camp high or being on that retreat high. Uh, but that's a real thing that there was so much joy and so much peace at camp. And, and he was like, man, why can't life be like this all the time? Like, this is great. And, and there's a freedom at camp where like you're singing songs and doing hand motions and, and, and things that you would like never do in the light of day, like in the halls of your high school, like, oh my gosh, no way am I going to let so-and-so see me do that. But somehow at camp, you're just free to be you. And I think it was one of my first really experiences of just being free yeah. and just being joyful and being peaceful. Um, that, that yeah, the, there was a camp high, and uh, but it was more than that. It was really the Holy Spirit just powerfully moving in everyone. Yes. And of course, you now continue those camp songs in the friary, and well, you know, I gotta, I gotta bring, can't, gotta, gotta come, gotta bring camp into the world. You know? That's right. Can't just live on the on the mountaintop. That's right. What about, but brother Elijah? What about you? When was the first time you encountered the Holy Spirit? So I actually think, um, I actually think, just from the fruits of it, mm-hmm. because even when I was a little boy, I remember you know, little things that I would do and, and prayers and whatnot. But I think it was actually through my consecration to our lady, um, that, that I encountered the the Holy spirit in a deep way, because it was after I did that, that a lot of the stuff that I had been struggling with in my life just kind of stopped. Hmm. There's just like this immense grace. Um, but then also I remember going to a, um, a charismatic conference with my mom and there was a, a priest there. Um, he was very influential in my life, but he was preaching. And I went up to him and I said, I said, Father, I want, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And all he kept saying to me was, you're already baptized in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> and I asked him like three or four times. I was like, Father, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. He's like, you're already baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so I, 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 I believed that, like mm. looking back. And I think that that moment, was when I made my consecration to the Blessed Mother. Mm-hmm. I think that she just really, you know, interceded for me and asked the Holy Spirit yeah. to come into my life in a, in a special way. Um, and even just thinking again about, you know, Romans 8 and the life of the Spirit, you know, just the difference between what St. Paul talks about with everything he struggles with in Romans 7 in his flesh and yeah. then the freedom that comes in a life in the Spirit. I just really do think that that was the Holy Spirit just setting me free. Mm. Um, and then eventually guiding me and, and leading me into deeper encounters with him later on. But um, 
You know, I think about uh, some of the wonderful things that, that we've seen the Holy Spirit do mm-hmm. just in our, in our ministry, in our missions, even just the day-to-day interactions with people that the Lord really does show up. Um, is, there, um, is there anything that you in particular have seen the Holy Spirit doing um, just as you've grown closer to him? Uh, is there anything in particular that you've seen the Holy Spirit doing in this kind of like time in your life or like even in just this year? Do you feel like there's anything that the Holy Spirit's been really just doing either in the people or in your own life or even in the church? Because I think part of what it means, um, you know, to, to live a life in the Holy Spirit is to be attentive to what the Holy Spirit's doing so that we can then kind of get on the same page with him, <laughs> if you will, uh, or even just kind of, you know, really pray into that. But I wonder, is there anything, Father, that you've been seeing the Holy Spirit do? Yeah, I'll, I'll go personal and then I'll go communal. Yeah. Um, so just personally, um, in, you know, we talked about, about this in one of our uh, podcasts about the Pentecost Novena. And for me, there's just something about the Holy Spirit rested mm-hmm. on the apostles. That there's this, this resting that, that God rested. Um, in that, that God rested on the Sabbath, you know, God, Jesus rested in a boat, the Holy Spirit rests on the apostles and, and it, God's pure act. I mean, he doesn't need to rest. And yet there's something about again and again, they use these scriptures, you know, of, of the Sabbath day, which he gives like, why does he put the seventh day of creation where God took a break? Like it, it doesn't, in one sense, obviously we, we, we kind of, we feel like, oh yeah, so one day we'll remember to take, but there's something about this, like making your heart a place that God can rest. And at Pentecost, like making your, your heart, your, this temple, a place where the Holy Spirit can come and rest like he did at, on Mary and the apostles on the day of Pentecost. That, that's really just personally been a huge reflection for me. Um, whether it be just resting with Jesus in the boat, I, I really kind of, I would even say kind of the, the I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting the exact, it's like the ube at orbe, I think it is, blessing that Pope Francis did. And he reflected mm-hmm. upon Jesus resting in the boat. Mm-hmm. And everybody was talking about like with the pandemic going on and the riots going on and everything going on, people were like, where's Jesus and all this? Yeah. And that, that Jesus sleeping on the boat analogy, like it's okay. Like if Jesus is on the boat, it, the ship's gonna be okay situation. Yeah. And I guess for me, like if Jesus is, if the Holy Spirit's here, it's gonna be okay. And, uh, and so I just have to let the Holy Spirit rest. And because I, 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 so long in my life, I've been like, I want the Holy Spirit to act. Like I yeah. want to see him fire coming out of my fingertips and, you know, mass <laughs> <laughs> conversions as I, yeah. you know, speak yeah. in one language and everyone understands or whatever, you know, your, your favorite, you know, gospel analogy is or story is um, the, uh, these true stories that have happened. But in a certain sense, it's like, well, I just want God to, I want to, I want to have a beautiful place in my heart where God can rest. And so that's been kind of a real personal reflection um, for me. And, and I'm going to hand it over to you guys because then I'll have to think about how I do it. I've, I've seen communally. I've got a few things, but I want to give more thought before I speak. I think personally, individually, uh, I'll trace it back to maybe a retreat I went on uh, in the middle of COVID. It might have been like May. So maybe like uh, maybe it's like two years now. Maybe it's like been a two-year sort of little arc. But um, there's just been – I just see the Holy Spirit working in my heart to just break some really old chains and some really old bonds that have – just enslaved my mind, just enslaved my heart. 
not allowed me to receive love from God or others or myself. And, and the Holy Spirit really just bringing freedom to these places in my own heart and, and moving very deeply and very powerfully um, and, and, and all of that and just renewing and transforming my mind, um, just bringing freedom to, to my heart and, 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 and these, some of these old, old places of, of bondage. So I, th- there's, a, there's a great movement that's ever deepening of just freedom, I would say, in my own life personally, where where just wounds from the past that led to ways that I thought about God, ways I thought about myself, the ways I thought about others that were just broken, uh, they were just wrong, they were just filled with lies, filled with shame, and the Holy Spirit really just been healing all of that, I would say, in a kind of a a two-year journey that I, that I can really remember really, really the Lord speaking into, the Holy Spirit speaking into very, very powerfully in a retreat about two years ago. And since then, it's been a constant movement in, in my walk with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I think uh, something very similar to echo that. Um, <clears throat> and I think also just the, um, you know, this constant question, like, who are you, mm. Holy Spirit? You know, who are you? Um, <laughs> because... Again, you know, I, I don't remember if one of you said it just even just during this podcast, but that it's it's sometimes easier for us to relate to to, to God the Son, you know, Jesus Christ, uh, the Son incarnate, uh, to God the Father, but then it's like the Holy Spirit, like who is the Holy Spirit? Um, and I remember a, a prayer time even, you know, a year or so ago and just meditating on the baptism of the Lord and just kind of like, entering into that prayer time and kind of setting the the scene in my head with, with my imagination and everything. And, you know, Oh, the Holy Spirit's going to look this way. It's going to be like that little cute dove that comes down and everything, you know? And, um, and it was just like a, like a, it was exactly the opposite of that. It was like the Holy Spirit came down and when he came, it was just like the fear of the Lord hit me. Hmm, yeah. And I was just like, Holy crap. You know, <laughs> like, like, um, this is this is like at once like terrifying but also like amazing mm-hmm. uh and like terrifying not in like you know like a like a fear that like whatever but it's like it the the reality of like you are god you're just as much god as jesus is and like again like theologically sure but like the that presence that he kind of allowed me to encounter and i think since then it's like that same presence and power that's been coming against a lot of the junk mm-hmm. that has been keeping me from from coming more close yeah. to him and be you know more intimate with him which is it makes sense i mean if this is the power uh, that the, the lord has equipped the church with to to overcome all of the the junk that's out there yeah then it better be more than just a little little sweet <laughs> dove right <laughs> um it is god himself and so um I would echo that very much, Father. Just a lot of the the chains and the the bonds and the the lies and the wounds that the Holy Spirit really does just come in there. Um, oftentimes, you know, gently, but sometimes, sometimes he just he just takes over. Yeah. You know, sometimes he just takes over and leads you through. Um, and then maybe with that, um, I, I would I would say um, that it seems like in, in the wider church and even in the world. Um, just 
from what I've observed, it seems like the Holy Spirit is really starting to put on people's hearts just the recognition and then also a hunger for God, Mm. where it's like everything is just getting so crazy that people are just, it's like they're starting to wake up to a need for something other than all of these things that they've been trying to grasp at. And maybe they can't name it the way that I am right now, but there is this stirring in hearts Mm. uh, and and this, this, this like, okay, there's something else because all of this isn't working for me. Um, And just the conversations that I've had with people, but I don't know if you've seen anything. And and that's, I guess when I talk about what I've seen the Holy Spirit of community, um, it's along those lines where I've just, it feels like the Holy Spirit's inviting people to suffer. Um, in, in a really profound way, like the, but the Holy Spirit wants you to be closer to Jesus. But in this time in the church, there's this uh, beauty of this grace of suffering, this beautiful grace that's being poured out that is uh, a great trial, a great scourging, if we want to put it uh, that way, that, 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 is being, that, that is being used to purify. That the image we used, again, on our Pentecost in Vienna of gold being refined in fire, that the fire of the Holy Spirit is coming and, and, and a lot of suffering is occurring. And the question I think that God is asking people is, what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Because you have a choice when suffering comes. You have a choice that, that one is, well, either God isn't there or God doesn't care. Is one, one you know, go on those lines and I'm going to turn away from God or I'm not going to trust God. I'm going to try and do it on my own. I'm going to turn to the world for pleasure. I'm going to do whatever the response is that's not turning to God. Um, which unfortunately we see so many people do. We see people turn away from God because of suffering. But how beautiful it is that in the midst of the suffering, there's the others, you know, and as the Holy Spirit asks us, asks us to respond and, and allow the suffering to lead us closer to God, to be united more closely to the cross of Jesus Christ, to allow the suffering to purify all the junk in our hearts. Mm. You guys kind of talked about it with, with what's going on personally with you, but um, God often uses suffering to, mm-hmm. to rip that stuff out. And, and it's, it's almost like we're, we need the suffering because we're holding on to this stuff so tightly. Mm-hmm. And the only way for us to let it go is God to purge it from us. But that hurts. It hurts to, to be, you know, cleared out of that stuff, you know, to get that stuff ripped out of our life. You know, we, we don't like, um, I use, I've, I used the analogy before I talk about it often, but I remember I got cut. We had a new track at school and I got cut in, on my wrist and a piece of the track got stuck mm. And it was like, I was, I, but I, so I covered it. I put a bandage on it, yeah. I put Neosporin on it, right? And it, but it was still just red and infected yeah. and burning. And finally I ripped off the scab. It was a big old scab. And like, I saw this like piece of track, like the top little like layer of that rubber, whatever it is, it's stuck and I still have this guy right there. And I had, I took two and like pulled it out and then put Neosporin on it. I poured alcohol, rubbing alcohol yeah. and poured Neosporin on it. And it was like healed a couple days later. Yeah. Um, but it was infected. And because there's something that they needed to get out yeah. and I had to rip open the scab and pull it out to get the infection out. And yeah. so much, how much better it was when the infection was gone. And that's what God often has to do. And I see the Holy Spirit doing it. And so it's an, 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 a call to all of us to embrace the suffering because God's going to use it. Holy Spirit's using it to bring you closer to himself. Amen to that. I think one of the things that I, I perceive happening right now is maybe just the Holy Spirit um, is that Oh, how, how do I want to say this? Just that um, I think he's waking people up uh, or he's in, he's inviting people to wake up with whatever it is that we have decided is going to be our our comfort 
and whether that's pleasures of the world, um, whether that is having our political party in power, um, whether that be uh, something in having comfort in, in, in the church and, and her strength and, 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 and all of these things are, are, are the, I think the Holy Spirit is, is there's, a, there's a spirit of like revelation taking place right now that like you keep going down that material worldview and just throwing yourself at pleasures like you're going to be miserable. Um, you keep putting all your trust in men and princes and political parties like you're not going to have any peace. Um, you put your your trust in, in, in men of the church and princes of the church that like um, you're not going to have any peace. You're going to be disappointed. And so I think there is um, just a revelation happening right now where the Holy Spirit is inviting people to to see maybe reality more clearly. And then after that, to then see all of this and with the eyes of faith, to not give in to despair but to have faith and hope and trust in, in him and, and how he's leading and guiding everything. Amen. <clears throat> well, we are running out on time here, fathers. So sad. But what I'd like to do, <laughs> what I'd like to do is maybe let's leave our, our viewers. Okay. Everyone who's watching us right now. Yes, our, our audio viewers. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> if we could leave them with a little nugget, hmm. a little nugget of, of wisdom. Okay. A little, a little coin. So not a not a question today, but more of a command from you. Yeah, yeah. Wow, <laughs> I didn't think of it that way, but I feel empowered. You, are, I am empowering. Thank you, Father. You're quite welcome. So taking if we up, could taking the power back, <laughs> <laughs> I can't argue with you. <laughs> if we could maybe just give, um, you know, just a little, a little practical something, a little tip. Um, how do I live? How do I begin to live a life in the Spirit? What's something that you would say to somebody? How can I live with, with, with the Holy Spirit, a life in the Holy Spirit? It's just what comes to mind. I'm just going to go with my gut. Um, use, take advantage of your car time. Mm. People spend a lot of time in the car. And oftentimes, you know, we listen to sports or we listen to the radio or whatever. I want to say, you know, pull out your rosary or listen to an audio Bible or maybe an uplifting podcast or, um, or listen to praise and worship music. Do, do take advantage of your car time. Even if your kids are in the car and they're like, ah, even better, um, you know, because there's an opportunity where they can listen to worship. There's a really good worship stations out there. Um, you can get some worship uh, tunes from I, I, for your iPod and plug them in. Uh, or pray again. Pray as a family. Pray rosary. Put a, put an audio Bible on whatever the case may be. Take, let's let's a little practical way that you have that time. You're traveling anyway, and oftentimes that's time that we spend doing other things. We can really just make it a, a intentional time for the Lord. So take advantage of your car time. I'll offer something a little as well. Uh, I would get in the habit of carrying a rosary on you if yeah. you don't already, and 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 maybe you don't have time to to crank out a whole rosary, but just you can have the rosary in your pocket and just instead of praying maybe the Hail Mary, you can just pray, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit and pray that on the beads um, and then just just pray that prayer often and always before you go into work, before a meeting, before you go into church, uh, before you walk into your home after a long day at work, uh, whatever it is, before you're about to make a phone call, just come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit and just let that prayer um, really, really sink deep into your heart and let it always be on your lips. Can I, can I join you on that one? Please I love do. that. Can I ask a challenge? Sure. When you have downtime, 
instead of pulling out the phone, pull out the rosary for a week. Hmm. Take one week, because I, I was at the airport the other day, yeah. and everybody just sitting there on their phone. Yeah. And I'm like, I pull out my rosary, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like, man, I, if what if everybody just pulled out the rosary and was praying right now? Yeah. Instead of sitting, and we do that. We have five extra minutes. We just pull out our phone. And yeah. it's not always work related. It's not always, it's just like, oh, I'm going to check, watch a YouTube video or yeah. whatever. It's like, just for a week, pull out the rosary instead. Yeah. If, if you answer the phone call, do what you have to do on the phone, but pull out the rosary in those dead times yeah. and spend that five minutes. Again, you might not get a whole rosary. Maybe you just get a decade. Yeah. Maybe to get some come Holy Spirits and yeah. you pray the Jesus prayer, whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, you just say the name of Jesus over and over again. Yeah. Like pull out those beads and start praying. That's awesome. I've known that book. Uh, there's a book called Insinu Yesu. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's a Benedictine priest who has, you know, interior conversations with the Lord and, one of the things in that book is that the, there will be a new Pentecost through the rosary. Mm, yeah. And so I think I'll just double down on that and just <laughs> pray your rosary, pray your rosary, carry your rosary, hold your rosary in your hand. Um, and just really, you know, ask Our Lady to, to bring you to, to the Holy Spirit, ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life. Amen. Father Peter Teresa, would you mind leading us in a prayer? Absolutely. The Lord be with you with your spirit. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask for a mighty outpouring of your Holy Spirit upon these, your sons and daughters, uh, these days after Pentecost, that that whatever their preparations were, Lord, that you would just uh, be so generous and just pour forth the Holy Spirit into their hearts uh, all these days. They might continue to, to love you, Holy Spirit, to grow in devotion to you, Holy Spirit, to come to know you, Holy Spirit. We ask all this through the intercession of Our Lady, And may Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith. That's .f-a-i-t-h. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.